Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 85 of the NeuroEdge podcast. The name of today's episode is 3D versus 5D. Now, that entails a lot. So, before I get going on everything, I just want to let you know I am not an expert on dimensional reality or anything like that. But this was inspired by a recent article that I read by Joe Dispenza, who is a doctor that kind of talks about meditation, healing, and all that good stuff. And what I want to do is put my own spin on it because I'm a proponent of meditation, contemplation, thinking, just removing yourself from the day-to-day grind to allow your brain to think. But I wanted to put my own little spin on this idea of 3D versus 5D. And I don't know if what I am saying is 100% correct in the term of physics. So please forgive my ignorance from that sense. But what I wanted to talk about is basically the framework of the third dimension versus the fifth dimension and what that means for our brain and how we operate as humans. And it's just something I've been thinking about lately. And I don't know how this will go because it's more off the top of the, he- top of the head. I have notes and everything, but this is going to be more just kind of an improv thing that I talk about today. So if it is good, that's great. If it is not, you know why. But this is something that kind of just had in my brain that I wanted to work out and Hopefully, you get some sort of benefit to that. So, as always, before I jump in, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning into this. If you are a listener of this show, I really, really appreciate you and you taking the time out of your day to try and improve yourself, learn something, become better as a human, become a more well-rounded human, become a healthier human. And if this type of content resonates with you, if it's something that you like to talk about, As always, I will remind you, we have a link in the description to join the Facebook group below of other people that we kind of talk about these topics, go into a little bit more depth, and just explore the frontiers of health, science, humanity, consciousness, anything I want to talk about, basically. So if this is something that you kind of like, head on over there and check it out. Now... What is 3D versus 5D? And basically the framework I'm going to be operating from today is looking at the third dimension. And again, I said this was inspired by an article I read by Joe Dispenza on his website, but looking at the third dimension as the think box and the fifth dimension as the play box. What does that mean? Well, the think box is when we are very rational, logical here, in the, I don't want to say in the now, but very of the world, very, very caught up with what is going on in the world. And I say this to myself as much as anybody, especially because what I've been experiencing lately, I have been very busy. And so when you're very busy, it's easy to get caught up in being of the world and you only think of the physical material world that you're around. Well, as science has proved to us and as we know whether that's from thousands of years of different spiritual practices or even quantum physics and everything we know out, is that there are other dimensions around us and other things around us. And while the third dimension is going to be the physical, the here and now, the what is going on around us, I have to see it, touch it, taste it, smell it to believe it. The fifth dimension is going to be kind of the innate field intelligence around us that we use to help create things, that we use to tap into for our intuition, that we understand around us. And I like to think of this as being in nature, 
being in a flow state, kind of the merging of the right and left hemispheres of the brain, where we are looking uh, outside of ourselves and not caught up with our own ego, but looking outside of ourselves and realizing there's intelligence around us and being able to tap into that intelligence and use it to create things, use it to help serve other people and use it to help make the world a better place. So what I wanted to kind of do with this episode is just break down the differences between those and how both are important, but how we can kind of tap into each one and uh, really understand that there are distinctions between and know that while for much of the day we may have to be in third dimension, there is times of the day through silence, contemplation, meditation, removing ourselves, journaling, prayer, meditation, whatever it is that we remove ourselves and kind of tap into that field and actually use our brain to work on the thought processes that are going on. And I think for me, the best analogy I know in my life and can understand from this is from being an athlete. And I want, I really want there to be a practical application for this because I feel like a lot of people will talk about these things and they don't necessarily hone in on them on how you can actually apply it in the real world today. So let me give you an example as an athlete. So I remember when I got to college as a football player and when I got to college as a football player and forgive me if you have listened to every episode of this podcast, I've probably talked about this at some point, but not in the terms of the third D versus 3D versus 5D. Anyway, so if you played football, you will understand this better, but even if you're not, I think it's it's easy to understand, but it'd probably be easier if you played football. But when you play football, football, as opposed to what it may look like on television, it is a very mental game. So there is a lot of mental work going on when you're on the field, and it's something that you have to rehearse over and over and over and over and over again so that your body almost becomes in sync with what's going on in the field, and you have these involuntary reactions to what you see. So it's training your body in such a way that you're conscious of what's going on, but you're, you want your body to be like 80% involuntary because things are happening so fast that you're not going to be conscious of the processes that you need to make happen. You need your body to be able to react without you necessarily thinking about how to react. So it's not that you're not conscious of what's going on, but your reaction speed and time has to be so fast that you have to practice it over and over and over again so you have this muscle memory. So you're so tuned in when something happens, your body can react like that and, and this, at the speed of light and react to something that's going on and make a play or do whatever. Now, does everybody get to that point? No. However, as you go from being a youth football player to high school to on to college and eventually if you make it to the pros, as you move up in the ranks of that, that gets tougher and tougher and tougher to do. And that's why you see some of the best football players in the world or some of the best athletes in the world. And it's because they have this reaction time and ability to do things really at a subconscious level. Yes, they're conscious of what's going on. Yes, there's a play that's called. And yes, there's things that are going on around you. But their bodies are reacting so fast because they've trained themselves and visualized things so far in advance that... It's second nature by the time they are taking the field and you're seeing the finished product on the field. So anyway, to go back to my experience, when I started in college, I was a walk-on, meaning that I didn't have a scholarship to go play football. 
I just was someone that was on the team. There was a practice player. I was paying my way through school. I wasn't paid to be on the football team like most players will be at a Division I school. And that was all I ever wanted in my life up until that point was to be a Division I football player, to get a scholarship and all this stuff. And that was what my identity was wrapped up in. But I knew how difficult that was going to be when I started as a football player, going in as a walk-on and then moving my way up through the ranks in order to hopefully become a scholarship player and then become someone that started doing all that. And I wasn't really conscious of this at this time. So I was 18, 19 years old. I'm going through this. All I know is that, okay, I've got to work hard to do this. I've got to work hard so the coaches see me and they notice me and that I'll be good enough and I'll improve my body and my mind enough that it will be good enough to eventually play at the level that I hope to play at. And all I thought, I was thinking, I was, okay, I got to work really hard. I got to do this. Now that is the 3D reality. That is the Okay, I've got to show up, I've got to work hard, which is important. By no means is that not important. It's important because a lot of people can't even do that. A lot of people can't have the consistency and discipline to show up, work hard every single day. And I want you to think about that in terms of your own job. Do you have your bases covered in the sense that you're going to show up, you're going to work hard, you're going to do everything you can in your power that day to take control of your life, be in control, and foster a positive outcome for whatever it is, whether that's your relationships, your business, your job as an employee, employee, whatever it is. And I had that part taken care of because I wanted it so bad. I was like, that's a given, right? Like, I'm just going to work hard. I'm going to try to outwork everybody, whether I'm the most talented person or not, whether I'm the biggest or the fastest or strongest, I'm not going to be those, but at least I can outwork people. And at least in that third dimension, that's what I can control. Now, what I didn't realize that I was doing at the time that I think other people probably were doing and they probably weren't conscious of it because you're so young and all this stuff is happening so fast you don't really think about it. But I would remember that I would I would rehearse everything in my head. So like before practices, I would have these like sessions in my head where I wasn't really doing anything and I would think about, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And when I was 18, 19, when I was first getting to school and trying to play, I would visualize in my head before I would go to night for like 20 minutes. Okay, this is me. This is what it's going to look like when I'm playing. This is how my body's going to look. This is how it's going to, how my movements are going to look. This is what it's going to be like. And I would visualize myself over and over again in that state where I was a starter on the football team, where I worked my way up, where I was valuable and where I was actually getting playing time. And at the time, it seemed pretty far-fetched because I didn't, you know, you're a walk-on, so you're kind of a practice player. And so you're, you're not, it's easy to say like, oh, I would never be that. But for me, I knew that wasn't the case because I believed in myself. And I'd always came from a family that was really big on self-development, self-help and all that stuff. So anyway, but I would visualize in my bed like the night before I would go to bed, before practices and everything. Okay, this is going to be me. This is going to be what I'm going to do. This is going to be me. This is what I'm going to do. And I would just run through it in my head. And whether, you know, I don't even think it was something that I was trying to use to manipulate to get where I wanted to go. I was just so obsessed with it. That would be my thoughts before I would go to bed, you know. And um, lo and behold, a couple of years go by in the program. I get put on scholarship. I become a player. And then 
become a captain. I'm like, okay, well, now three or four years later, here I am. I visualized all this stuff happening. I wrote down my goals, but I also worked in my mental mind to rehearse it over and over again so that my body became comfortable that I was experiencing the emotional state before it was happening. So I primed myself in the fifth dimension, which is just my thoughts, to be what I wanted to be in the third dimension, which was the working hard and then eventually becoming a good football player. Then you become a captain. You're, you're very valuable to the team. Then your responsibilities change. It's like, oh crap, now I got to really make sure that I'm performing. And this is where this really kicks in. And you got to make sure that you're watching film, that you're, that you're practicing, that your diet's locked in, that your nutritional, tra- everything is locked into your whole life is organized into making sure that you're the best athlete possible. So you, you can, you can contribute to the team in the best manner. And no, not everybody on the team is going to be like this, but the people that are the captains, the leadership of the team, the people that want to go to the next level, whether that's from college to pro or pro to superstar, whatever it is, they are this obsessive with it. And just like there's the third dimension, which is showing up, training hard in the weight room, training hard in practice, you get into the fifth dimension, which is watching the film. So you're rehearsing this in your brain. You're developing a mental framework of what is taking place in your brain to actually happen in the third dimensional plane, which for us as football players was the football field. And so you would do all these things, and not only did you watch film, but you would go home and you would think about, okay, when this happens, what's going, what is it going to be my responsibility? I played defense, so a lot was reacting to different offenses and what they may do. And you would you would build this mental framework and mental model, and hats off to the amazing coaching staff I had when I was a football player. But they really, as a younger person, helped me develop the mental model and framework for understanding how you approach problem solving. And that is rehearsal over and over and over again in your mind so that when your body has to be in that space, it's just second nature and it happens. And you're you're involuntarily in flow, in experiencing the moment. And that's because of all the fifth dimensional work, which was the watching the film, the visualization of your body, the thinking about it over and over again, the writing out of diagrams and plays and everything. And again, I didn't really realize it at this time. And now that I've studied more and got more into understanding these type of concepts and how the brain works, it's like, whoa, these the coaches were so far ahead of their time because they're helping you build all of these things where you're in the fifth dimension, which is just your thoughts and the visualization process to where it's happening in the third dimension. So Again, that's the microcosm example I experienced with football, but how is that any different from the rest of your life? And this is something I've been thinking about lately is sometimes you get so caught up in the doing. So it'd be just like in football if I was so caught up in just practicing, but then the rest of the time when I went away from football, I just had nothing to do with football whatsoever. Well, that's kind of how a lot of us treat our jobs and our work. We get so caught up in doing that by the time we're doing it, we're exhausted. We just don't want to have anything to do with it. And we don't actually take the time to enter into the fifth dimension, which is our mind creating and visualizing the experience and the emotions that we want to have and create in our jobs, in our business, in our relationships, whatever that is. And that's very important because what happens is our body actually is preparing itself for what it's going to be moving into. Because when you do that, you're creating your reality. And I think It's probably not so radical to say now because a lot of people will embrace this concept, but we actually create our reality around us. So we create the types of experiences we have. Of course, there's things that we can't change around us, the external circumstances, but we can change how we visualize and conceptualize the world around us and how our body interprets that. We're going to respond emotionally, physiologically, biochemically to how we conceptualize and visualize the world around us. And that is the fifth dimension. That is 
in this article what Joe Spencer was talking about, the play box. And the, the example he uses is this idea of golf. So when you're in the third dimension, that's when you swing your golf club, boom, the golf ball goes. And it, I don't know anything about golf. The golf ball goes way out. And the, uh, the fifth dimension is practicing. So it's seeing yourself swing. It's seeing the ball go where you want to go. Just like in football where I would see things happen before they did because I had rehearsed it so much. So there are a couple of notes I wanted to go over. But again, think box, 3D, play box, 5D. He says, in the play box, there is no thought. I have done the work. I performed the mental rehearsal of priming my brain and body for the act ahead of the actual experience. And I have assimilated my mind the requ- in, into my mind the required information into a formula for the outcome I want to create, all of which originated in my think box. I no longer need to think. I just need to let go and let my body do the work. So are you priming yourself and prepping yourself to let your body do the work ahead of time? And again, this can be applied to anything you want to do. So do you want to make more money? Okay, boom. What do you have to sit down and write out and visualize the method of which you want to make more money? Um, he says this process of the think box versus the play box is the same process he uses when he does his own meditations. Um, in my think box moments before I start my meditation, whether it is seated, standing, or walking, I review in my mind why am I doing the work and why I'm going to do during the meditation when I enter the play box. When you understand the why and what the how becomes easier. So, once you can recite the teaching to someone else, the information becomes wired in your brain, which in turn installs the neurological hardware and circuitry to create a new level of mind. Um, And what he's referring to with the teaching is the process of going over that stuff. So for us, it was the fifth dimension of watching film, visualizing, and when you're doing that, these processes and these things become hardwired into your brain, and it creates a new level of mind. The more you understand what you're doing and why, when it comes to the application, now you can believe what you're doing is possible because you understand the methodology behind the processes. So it's becoming so obsessed with what you're doing that you're really building out this framework that is kind of in the mental plane that helps transition your body and whether that's through the work of your hands or your language or whatever it is into the fifth dimension. So as you receive proper instruction, learn content, and mentally rehearse over and over what you're going to do in a specific breath process, meditation, or whatever it is you're working on, the combination makes your brain fire new, new sequences, new patterns, and new combinations, the sum total of which creates a new level of mind. Since mind is the brain in action, you're reminding yourself of what you are and are not going to do, which is reproducing the same level of mind, all the while firing wiring circuits in your brain. The creation of these new neural networks makes the process more easy, automatic, and enjoyable the next time. Essentially, it's this alignment of your internal intentions and actions before the experience that primes the brain and body for a new experience. So, do you want to create a new experience in your life? Is that something that you're doing? I think that's something that all innate as humans, we have this drive and desire for growth. If you're healthy, that is something that is inside of us when we are wired to do. So, when you keep doing it, you will become the knowledge. When you become the knowledge, you become the truth of that knowledge. And so whatever it is that you're pursuing, you really want to embody it. You want it to become everything. And that's what I love about athletics and athletes and really high-performing athletes. She doesn't have to be athletics. It could be entrepreneurs or whatever. But in, in sports, it's something that you're embodying. So you are the athlete. You are everything. You are the knowledge of whatever it takes to get the job done and accomplish the goal. You embody it. So think about that whenever you do. Do you take what you do seriously enough? where you are actually creating from this fifth dimensional reality 
in your mind where you're visualizing the thought processes and priming your body and your your brain to actually experience them in the third dimension. I'm not saying this from a woo-woo perspective. It's just more, okay, 5D is where I'm creating, I'm thinking, I'm visualizing what I want to do. 3D is where I actually make it happen. So if people want to get more skilled at this work, if they want to heal their body or produce change in their life, they have to learn all the steps in the formula so they have all the actual information upon which to execute the outcome. Thus, instead of focusing on your healing, you can focus on all the steps of the formula you have to execute to heal. So rather than become, becoming disconnected from where you are and where you want to be, you're automatically seeing yourself in this void and there's this chasm between where you are and where you want to be. You focus on all the steps it takes you to get across that chasm. The experiential the experience of this combines knowledge, information, instruction, practice, contemplation of the formula, review, and rehearsing so you can improve and refine the process. Um, it's important to ask yourself, and again, go back to self-reflection when you're doing things. This is why I always think it's important just from a scientific and data standpoint to measure everything. What can you do better the next time? And so if you're always reviewing what you're doing and looking at, okay, I did this today. How could I have been better at it? How could I have been better? Always asking yourself how you can be better when you're tracking things. That's going to naturally put you in the fifth dimension. So I wanted to close out with that. When you naturally condense down everything and all the activities that you do, most people just go through their day and they're just happy to get through it. And by the end of the day, just want to conk out and check out, clock the punch, you know, punch the time clock, whatever, and get on with the next day. But if you actually break down from a physical level, what you did for that day, what you could have done better, and what your takeaways were, again, you enter into the fifth dimensional realm of your brain where you can create from there and understand yourself as a third party observer and really understand what you can do to get better. So again, this all goes to say 3D versus 5D. 5D, 5D is recognizing that you're in a biological vehicle, that you have all these processes going on, and that you can tap into intelligence around you in order to manifest what you want in the third dimension. I don't want to get into like law of attraction or anything crazy like that. I just am saying this from the point of understanding and visualizing what you want to do. You really have to see it in your head, rehearse it over and over in your head so that your body and your mind become primed to experience that in the real world. So I'm sure I will talk about this much more in the future, but that was just my thoughts for today. And again, that was just kind of off the cuff and what I wanted to talk about, but hopefully it was helpful. And hopefully you can go back and kind of look at some areas of your life where you can understand that there's two and it's something that you can use to make yourself better in whatever it is you want to do. So again, as always, thank you again for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Facebook group in the link below and I will talk to you soon. Peace.